Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the EOF cast interviewed. Now, as you all might know, I was supposed to be interviewing a prominent figure in the hacking community tonight, but unfortunately, due to different circumstances, some due to delays from my side, others from this person's side because he fucking went to a party during a pandemic. Like I was supposed to record it on Wednesday and this guy was like, yeah, I'm busy, I can't record tonight. Uh, I'm at a party during fucking coronavirus. Anyways, this guy was a idiot, so I decided I won't be interviewing him. Now, a lot of people uh, have been asking me who I was supposed to interview. That information is confidential. I don't want people to go doxing this person, you know, shaming him, even though he deserves it, like, to be shamed of going to a party during a fucking pandemic. Like, how stupid can you be anyways? I just don't want to associate myself with such an irresponsible idiot. So, uh, instead what I did is I, uh, I searched the web for prominent hackers and this, this one dude has um, reached out to me. And, well, I'm looking at his uh, specifications, I guess you could say. I mean, wow, what a, this is one heck of a job application, I would say. This man has hacked practically every single system that can be hacked. Now, of course, I'm gonna get this guy on the show. He's probably hacked more stuff than this previous hacker has. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Zorua. Hello there. How's it going? Yeah, I'm I'm fine. I'm just kind of disappointed like this that I didn't get this guy on. So I just have this entire list of questions that I printed out and um I, don't, I you won't mind if I ask you them, right? Absolutely not. Okay, so what was uh your experience finding exploits in the 3DS? Ah, uh, yes, of course, the 3DS. It feels like yesterday when um, I went to Walmart and laid my dang little fingers on a 3DS on the shelf. I brought it back home, took it apart, and before I knew it, my dog was humping it. But um, that kind of like gave me a vision the next morning, and I hacked it, I took it apart, I figured out what was going on, and we had custom firmware. That's how now, it happened, 100%. A lot of people think that Smealum was actually the first guy from GBA 10. Oh no, absolutely not. That is a rumor that was blown way out of proportion. Okay, um, wow, that's kind of controversial of you, but, you know, okay, what was the specific exploit on the 3DS that you know, allowed you to hack it? Because a lot of people tried, but you seem to depression. succeed. Uh, depression? What? Could you... Yep. Okay. Um, could you expand upon that? Like, is there like a depression mechanic in the firmware, in the NAND or something? Yeah, so I took my um, 3DS to the therapist because it just wasn't the same. 
it would die early and game started lagging. And for whatever reason, when I got the new Pokemon game, it wasn't even like 3D. So I took it to the therapist and they told me that my 3DS was depressed. So um, one thing led to another and eventually it was exploited beyond belief because it was sad and depressed. That is 100% a true story. Uh, oh. Oh, okay. Um, all right. Uh, thank you. So uh, next question uh, from my list. It is said that Sundar Pakai himself contacted you and begged you to stop hacking Android. Is this true? Oh, yeah. 100%. I would wake up every morning to a million frantic texts from him and his assistant. And then they'd call me like at least two million times during the day. Um, I got offered like $75 billion worth of Google stock. He even like convinced Tim Apple to essentially pawn off all of Apple for me, but I wasn't having it. And yeah, I mean, Android is what it is now because of me. You might not have heard of me or heard about it, but this is what happens behind the scenes, you know? People like this us, is... we don't really like to be in the limelight. Yeah, well, uh, that's a lot of people don't know this, but Android was made to be uh, extremely closed off, just like iOS. But you came in and you're like, hey, ever heard of rooting? Yeah, check it out. That was yeah, amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, I was in my backyard the one day um, picking turnips, you know? rooting them, if you will. And then I just had this brilliant idea come to my mind. It was a warm summer afternoon, I want to say back in like 2009. And then I pulled some very nice fresh turnips out of the ground. They smelled good. Um, gave them to my dog, but that's unrelated. My Android phone was sitting on my table, and then I was like, what if, just like those turnips, I were to root my phone? And then I did. And then the rest of it is history. Cyanogen mod, I made it. Wow. Wow. Yep. That that's that's interesting. What about Lineage OS? What happened there? Like Oh, um ever heard of Ancestry.com? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. <laughs> yeah. Um Sorry, I just, I think I have COVID. Yeah, same. Um, that was made by Ancestry. They ripped off Cyanogen Mod because it's, um... These it's are a really product, bold claims you know, like, you're making. Oh, absolutely. This is a tell-all. Uh, uh, is it true that, uh, uh, this is a very controversial uh, question, uh, is it true that Steve Jobs, when he found out that you basically hacked the iPhone, he was like, all right, fuck this, guys. I'm out. Is that, is that true? Yep. Why do you think he killed himself? All that oh. bullshit about him being on a fruit diet, it's bullshit. Because yeah, I, he, he ate an apple in... Um, I want to say in 1975 when he was in India and then he couldn't eat the rest of it because there was a seed in it. 
So he brought it back with him to the U.S. to dissect it. But then that apple wouldn't, like, fall apart anymore. And I helped him break it apart. And that's how Apple was founded. Wow. So basically, does that mean you have uh, Apple stock? No, but I have a lot of chicken stock. Okay. Uh, so um, this is actually, this t ties in uh, to a previous EOF cast interview I did with Dinocene. Uh, we talked about the JTAG of the Xbox 360, and I just can't believe I'm talking to the guy who JTAGged the Xbox 360 right here. He's right in front of me. How did that happen? How did you find, like, an Xbox 360 and say, hey, I'm going to make this fucking exploit, and, you know, you're going to be able to play video games on your Xbox for free? How did that happen? Yep. Um, so I was playing Call of Duty on a sunny afternoon. I want to say this was a little after the... Um, the raid rooting incident of 2009, maybe in like 2011. And then I got teabagged in Call of Duty. And so I thought to myself, what if I teabagged my Xbox? So I turned off Call of Duty and then just, you know, went at it. And eventually, I mean, they tell you not to stick your dick in like random shit, but that was a moment of great awakening. From teabagging came JTAG. And that's how oh. that happened. Oh. Yeah, that, that explains the. the yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You wow. wouldn't put two and two together like that, but like when you like really think about it, it all makes sense. It. <coughs> yeah, it does. <coughs> Wait, does coronavirus spread through fucking Discord? <coughs> No, oh, it wow. usually spreads through um, surfaces in the air. Surfaces in the air, of course. Yep. Uh, wait, am I, is this recording correctly? Oh, yeah, it's, it's fine. Uh, so, you know, even though you were an Xbox player, that, that wasn't a problem for you, like, uh, to hack the PS3. Like, a lot of people think GeoHots did this, but... I think it's common knowledge that he stole your work. Wait, hold on. I'm going to stop you right there. Did you know that GeoHots invented global warming? No. Oh my god. Now that you say it, think I think that. it makes sense. Think about that for a hot Geo? second. I say a hot second because his name is GeoHots. Geo it comes from Latin as the earth, right? Yup. And the globe is the earth. Oh my god. Geo hots. That's all a conspiracy. He hacked the PS3 to promote global warming. Wait, wait, because I thought you hacked the PS3. No, he hacked it. Oh, that's very interesting. You know, we're going well, to have to update the wiki. I didn't hack the PS3 because I knew that it was going to lead to global warming. And being the benevolent mm -hmm. hacker I am, I just couldn't get myself to do that. Wow. So you're like the good guy hacker. You're a white hacker. Yeah, I mean, I, guess. I don't want people dying of global warming, you know. I mean, I even I have standards. In Microsoft, they actually hired GeoHots. So 
Microsoft's to blame as well. Like have you Bill heard Gates. Of, it, have you heard of that um, sound room they have at Microsoft? That's supposed to be the quietest room on earth. That's at Microsoft. Yep. I didn't Do you know, know how they got it? Uh, so yeah, I know about the quietest they, room. Yeah. Do you know how they caught it though? They put a lot of isolation in it. Nope. Well, they, how then? They hired geohots, they held him hostage, and they harvested all the thermal energy that was coming out of him, and then they spread out across the room, so the thermal energy was absorbed into the surfaces. And now these surfaces were no longer capable of absorbing song, sound because they were full of energy. Okay, um, I'm not a physicist, but it checks out, makes sense. Yep, Wow. that's exactly how that happened. Not a lot of people It's know amazing, because Microsoft the globalists, is... The globalists and the elite, they don't want you to know this. It all ties together, really. It's really hard to imagine how this entire pandemic, I mean, you know... No one was even talking about Microsoft and global warming in the same sentence until Microsoft existed, if you really think about it. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember anybody talking about Microsoft before Microsoft became Microsoft. That's right? insane. Wow. You don't really I think mean, about you've heard this of... in like your everyday life, but then you take a minute to just sit down, reflect, it comes to you. Like Apple, right? Before Apple was created, everybody had apples. Yeah, but no one ever had a half-eaten apple. Yeah, everybody eats apples completely. I actually which, saw my which grandmother honestly, like, brings me eating to an apple. The most important thing I have to say: apple is responsible for world hunger. Oh my God! Really? Their imagery can you expand upon that? Their imagery of half-eaten apples—they spread across the world like wildfire, and like no one remembers this. But before apple existed, Africa was prospering. And they had all the food in the world. Yeah. But when people saw those pictures, the elites convinced them to leave their apples half-eaten. And then eventually, that spread across to the rest of their food, you know? And no one... You know, yeah. No one would ever finish a whole meal. They'd leave it half-eaten. It's, it's like and how... They, they started running out of food because they would still be hungry and just half-eat all their meals. Absolutely, it makes sense. It's just like Samsung and Huawei and Xiaomi, they're copying Apple. And just like all those brands, Africa as a brand, it's copying Apple as well. So they need yep. to stop. It's, we need wow, to stop Tim Apple. This, I'm, I'm very glad we're using my huge-ass platform in order to propagate these messages of truth, you know. This isn't a conspiracy. These are all facts. These are hard like facts. 100%. You no one, no one wants to hear facts. them, but people need to hear them. Enough is enough. Absolutely. Like, we need to get the EOF people to, to know the truth about what's going on in the world and how it all ties into PlayStation 3 hacking. Like, it's a lot more intertwined than you think. It's a small world, but a big one. Did you time. know there's a dead dog inside every PS3? No, I. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't know that. Why? Why would there? Why would Sony put a dead dog in PlayStation 3s? I mean, like 
why wouldn't they? Think about it. When they first announced uh-huh. the PS3, it um, I think it was supposed to sell six hundred dollars. Yeah, six hundred dollars. Yeah. Do you know why? 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 Could you please explain? Yep. One second. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> it's because the dead dog was priced in. Okay. How much do dead dogs cost? <laughs> or, uh, I don't know. Uh, so it was um. Was. Yeah, it was a Labrador. And back in those days. The um, unfortunately, is it a full-grown Labrador? Like, could that fit in a yep. PlayStation Three? Well, they would kill it and then like make it into silicon, essentially. Oh, I thought they would just like put it on top. Oh, no, of they mother- they did that. They just... did that, which is why it was six hundred dollars. But then eventually, they um figured out you know economies of scale. Big word, big word, but everyone knows what it means. And so they would grind the dogs up in the factory. But eventually, do you know why they started making the PS4? I have no idea why Sony would just like try to make a better console. I, no, please tell me. It's because, um, have you ever heard of Labrador Island? No. Well... Look it up, it's a real island. Is it like a Jeffrey Epstein island? No, no, it's a normal island. Well, it's where they make Labradors. And they started, like, running low on their supplies. So that's why they had to stop making PS3s. Wow. So PlayStation 4 is basically just a PS3 without a deck dog, right? I know. They have Shiba Inus and PS4s. Oh my god, you know what? Now that you mention it, right when the PlayStation 4 came out, the Doge that's when the out. Doge meme, yeah. And Dogecoin, yeah. Yep. Wow, it's it's insane how the oh, elites Doge are Dogecoins, they have the essence us. of Shiba Inus. Obviously, you can put yeah. a full dog in a cryptocurrency, but basically what they do is they convert Shiba Inus into humans through... This like very complex cloning process. And then these Shiba Inus yeah. then have families, but eventually they send out hitmen to kill them. And then once these humans are dead, they still have memories of Shiba Inus, which are then transferred into crypto. Wow, these are very, very interesting facts, but I'm, I'm gonna have to plug in some of my sponsors so uh yeah could you give me a second so i can i could do that yeah could you yep go for it yeah we all need money all right uh the eof cast interviewed is a series sponsored by the eof cast patreon visit patreon.com eof cast we have different tiers where you could donate different amounts of money and you could request like specific people to be interviewed you could be interviewed yourself even if you want to and at the end of every podcast we uh, you know, we say the name of every single person who uh, donated to the podcast. So yeah, visit patreon.com slash EOFcast. That's patreon.com slash EOFcast. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot C-O-M slash E-O-F-C-A-S-T. That's patreon.com slash EOFcast. Be sure to visit that.
All right, that's the end of the plug. I don't have any sponsors, really. Um, that was a great it's sponsor. talking about sponsors. Yeah. What do you... What, is it true that... Um, no. Belle Delphine contacted you? Oh, yeah, she did. For bathwater? It's actually my semen. All of it? Yep. That's that's amazing because I actually have a little bit of bath water left from her. Oh, uh, if you taste it, it probably tastes like um, pizza because that's what I ate that day. Oh no, it actually tasted like fungi. I think. Oh, because it had, had mushrooms. Like. I thought. Oh, I thought she had athlete's foot. No, no, that's no. That's very interesting. Nope. Um, it's because I came in it and I ate pizza that day that had mushrooms on it. Why Why was your semen so clear? Because my so mind is clear. Wait, are you lying to me? Like, why would I lie to I, you? I, what do I have to gain out of this? Your podcast is dead. No one listens to it. I'm just spreading no, facts no, here. No. L listen to me here. Now, that is not a fact. I've seen the statistics. No, your podcast is I dead know. because everyone's dead. No one's alive. Wait, I'm sorry. Um, if I'm dead, like, how am I talking to you right now? Can you explain that? Yeah. You're talking through geohots. You don't know this, but the global warming got you when you weren't looking. And now you're just... Mr. Zorro, just I, don't, I don't know, but... This is... Uh, I'm, I'm starting to lose confidence in, in the legitimacy of what you're saying. I'm starting to think that maybe this is some kind of fucking ruse. Well, like, if you don't believe um, me, why did you call me on this podcast? I think my credentials speak for themselves. Well, yeah, I mean, well, but um, do how you, many? Do you want to? Right, do you really so, want to like question the legitimacy of what I do or what I say, or do you want to hear facts and the truth? It's up to you. I mean, there are two possibilities. This here. is a great awakening. Either one, you are the you're most either, elite hacker you're either on board or world. you're dead. Pick your side. Well, no, just. Check this out from my perspective, all right? You're either uh, the most elite hacker in the world, and you could, like, hack my fucking system instantly within a couple of clicks, or you're just some guy who's pretending. Now, if you're actually an elite hacker, and there is a small possibility of that, I'm not going to fuck with you, so we're just going to keep doing this, because I'm, I'm afraid. Damn right. Honestly. Damn right. Um... What, what do you think about all these games that aren't uh, necessarily conforming to Christian values? I mean, Satan's out to get us. The games are doing their best to ward him off. I think they're doing a great job. Are there any that you have in mind specifically that you would like me to address? Uh, yeah, I've I've played this game recently, and I don't I don't see it like being Christian very much. Uh, Rocket League. Oh, Rocket League is very Christian. There's a lot really? of hidden imagery that okay, you wouldn't really think of. Do you remember how Jesus was put on the cross? Yeah, yeah, I remember. When you hit the ball into the goal, what does that remind you of? I, I, it, I don't know. What, what, what hear me out here. The ball, it goes into the goal. It serves its purpose. Yeah. 
and then it gives you a coin. Yeah. What does that remind you of? Oh my God. The ball is getting crucified for your sins and then rewarding you by coming back to life. Oh my God, yeah, the ball does respond. Yep. It, wow. Is football Christian then? Well? You don't think it'd be like that, but it do. Okay, that's, you know, that's really comforting to know because I play a lot of Christian games. I play uh, Noah's Ark 3D. I play uh, Rocket I hope League. you don't go and swear on and Christian Minecraft servers because that would be very unchristian of you. Yeah, this is actually what a couple of my friends do. They literally uh, raid uh, Christian Minecraft servers. Wow. They just grief everything. They use cheats. They're going to go to hell. Like that. Like, <laughs> they are, but it's so fucking hilarious when they do it. <laughs> it's like... That's fucking funny. Shit. When I was when I was a kid, uh, you know, if somebody destroyed my thing in Minecraft, I'd be pissed. Like, what the fuck? I built this on a server, which means that it has uh, the risk of being destroyed by somebody random, and yet this happened, and I'm fucking pissed. Like, how could this happen? But now, when I'm grown up, I never got super into Minecraft. It just wasn't my thing. I was too busy um, hacking the world, you know. That's a shame. Couldn't be playing with digital Legos. Minecraft is one of those things that transcended the game world, like really, because um, there are. I have, like, uh, you know, I have like family people, and some of them have had kids. Family people. Like, relatives. That's the fucking word I'm looking for. Family relatives. People. Jesus Christ! I'm so retarded. Don't we all? <laughs> I have relatives like who are kids, who I remember like 10 years ago when they were fucking born, all right, when Minecraft just came out, and now there are grown-ups, like 10 years old, not grown-ups, they're all grown up, right? And they can talk, they have their ideas, and they play Minecraft. If they're 10, I fucking hope they can talk. Like, they're playing Minecraft, and this is fucking weird, because I played this game yep. when it was in alpha, when it didn't fucking have shadows. Now I remember that. Playing them on their fucking two hundred dollar phones. Yep. Whoa, this is this is and the best part shit changes fast when you're not looking. The best part about this, they know more about Minecraft than me. Like they know how to craft everything and stuff like that. Like I can't even tame a horse in Minecraft. I have no idea how to do that. I didn't even know Wait, you can tame horses in Minecraft? Yeah. They have horses. I didn't even know that happened. They have llamas, they added a, like a bunch of shit, but they still added like a lot. There, just recently there was this nether update, they finally updated the nether and added like new netherite stuff. Huh. That, that's cool. The more you know. I think, has Minecraft surpassed Tetris already? In terms of what? In game sales? Game sales. Um, I doubt it. Because Tetris is like in a lot of arcades. Yeah, I remember because there are uh, different lists. Like there are lists of specific games that have sold like a, a, the most. And I think number one is that in that is Wii Sports. Because it came bundled with the Wii and the Wii was the best selling console. I think. Mm -hmm. um, but Tetris is like 
when we consider other platforms. Well, if it if it came bundled if it came bundled in, would you like consider yeah, it a sale? Yeah, it, it does consider itself a sale, like at least in the list, because you could buy it without the Wii. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So, most selling games. Let me. It's the best-selling video games. It, it's probably media. Pokemon up top. Oh. Um, no, it's Minecraft. No fucking Minecraft way. is at two hundred million sales. Holy shit! Two hundred. That's, that's that's a lot insane. for a game. Number two. Number two is depressing. It's, it's GTA Five, Grand Theft yep. Auto Five. <laughs> yep. I'm honestly so fucking pissed that. They couldn't even like bother making GTA 6 for the PS5. Like at what point? When, oh, I remember watching that conference. At what point do you live like say, okay, we've made enough money, let's just make a good product now and give up on shot cards? I guess never. I have nothing against them releasing it on PlayStation 5, honestly, because it has the online thing, and a lot of people are invested in that, and they, they'd like that to transfer to the new generation. I'm fine with that. But starting the fucking Sony conference, well, when they did that, uh, the state of play... I mean, I wouldn't say I'm fine with it, because a lot of companies are offering free upgrades to next-gen games. And they're Yeah, but they're it's, not. it's not just that. It's not the if fact that I'm fucking pissed off about. I mean, I'm pretty pissed off about it. State of play started. If you if you really think about it, there were so many GTA games like on the PS3. Um, yes, yes. There was um, fucking GTA 4, GTA 5, Liberty City Stories, a lot of other random DLCs, and then like that same generation, you had Chinatown Wars. Just a bunch of other GTA games. Yep. And then 2014, or no, 2013 to 2020, nothing. GTA 5, which was recycled from last gen. It's embarrassing. Did you watch the State of Play? The pl Sony play State of Play? I watched like half of it. It begins, like, I, I shit you not, it begins with the Rockstar logo. Just nothing but Rockstar logo. That's just sad. And I was fucking hyped. Everybody was hyped. Like, holy shit, it's here. It's fucking happening. Sony won. That's it. They are starting hard with GTA 6. And it's like, why did I move here? <laughs> Guess it was the weather. Oh, motherfucker. Oh, shit. Here we go again. Uh, if it started with that, if they actually <laughs> put San Andreas, that would have been better. Yeah. San Andreas needs a port. Like a good it, it fucking does. port. I think badly. the problem is these games have just gotten way too big at scale. Like RDR2, I can easily see why that would have taken them like seven plus years to make, or however ridiculously long it took them. Like they oh, need absolutely. to work. Yeah. They need to that, scale down. Know? Like you can't just keep expanding because eventually you're gonna have like actual fucking worlds and games eventually. I think Ghost of Tsushima is a game that did this really well, even though that also took a shit ton of time to make. I've been playing it, and it's got one of the best open-world designs I've ever seen. It, like, rewards you for exploring things. I guess GTA did that, too, in a way, because they had all of that um, alien shit going on. Okay. Um, that's actually good to know, because... <sighs> There's this trend of releasing the best games on a system, like 
on the end of the life cycle of a system, you know? Yeah, yeah, I mean, PS4 certainly has been doing that for the last two years. You've had, like... Only PS4 has been yeah, doing that. Like no I don't think Xbox. Xbox. Honestly, hot take. I think PC gaming is kind of dying out, not in, like, people's enthusiasm, but, like, games that are coming out on a platform. Like, you don't have a lot of... Exclusivity, absolutely. Yeah, you yeah. don't have a lot of big hitters on there. Like, just in the last two years, off my top, off the top of my head, you had Horizon Zero Dawn, um, God of War, Spider-Man, Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us 2, um, Yakuza, Persona 5, and a bunch of other ones that I'm, like, forgetting right now, all on the PS4. Yeah, I think Sony and Nintendo are probably the only uh, people in the game still, like, hunting down exclusives and keeping them to themselves. Like, even Sony, though, it's releasing her... You know what, though? I'm completely okay yeah. with it because they wouldn't exist without Sony Absolutely. Nintendo. Absolutely. Because you need large studios to, like, fund you and, like, give you the money to do that. And if, if you're investing hundreds of millions of dollars in the game, you would want that to be exclusive to your platform. Like, why would you let them release it on the Xbox, per se? Or, let's say... When you could like pocket all the money off of game sales, like you're running a business, not a charity. It honestly like baffles me that people get pissed about exclusives. Absolutely, like it's probably just people who can't even afford to switch or something. <clears throat> I'm one of those people though, but eventually it just all comes to PC. Actually, talking about Switch, this is this is some fucked up shit I th thought about earlier in the day when I was uh, watching this review of the Asus ROG Phone 3. Have you heard of that? Mm -hmm. Yep, I don't know too much about it, but I have heard of it. it we're gonna be soon living in a period where mobile phones will be able to emulate Switch games. Not only that, play them on a higher resolution with higher frame rates than Switch. I'm pretty sure they still can right now, like, um, the A12 Bionic is more than capable of emulating the Switch because I think for emulation you need, oh, yeah, you need a but... CPU heavy um, system and the A12 Bionic is pretty damn good from what I hear. I'm just talking out of my I ass, think but emulation... I think emulation. Yeah, but try making an emulator on iOS. Good well, luck. Yeah. Like, there's, hey, there's Apple, that. I want a developer license. Like, you have to ask Apple for a developer license. You have to pay them. And you're going to say, like, okay, I'm going to use this to make a Switch emulator. Nope. Uh, you're going to revoke your license just like that. But on Android, though, it's possible. Do... I don't know, maybe you know this. I don't think emulators work on the way of emulating an entire CPU or GPU of another system. I think nowadays they just take the instructions and translate them in real I'm time. I'm not too familiar with how they work now. Yeah, somebody who's listening to this podcast is actually very familiar with this because it's GBA temp and they're going to cringe so hard when I just said that, possibly. If they get through all of that. Yeah. Uh, what are the other games? Uh, it's Wii Sports is on fourth place, and after Wii Sports... Doesn't surprise me. Oh, I guess that makes sense, then they definitely are bundling game sales, or counting bundled game sales. 
After that, you got Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Really? Yeah, but it's Fortnite isn't on this list. Yeah. Yeah, because it's free to play. But it's not here. It's not on the list. Um, and no shit, because it's free to play. It wasn't always free to play, but nobody played it. Nobody bought it before it went free to play. Let's be honest. Nobody Was it really it. not? Wait, it's still not free to play. Like they have another mode. Uh, what was it called? For oh, the non the non battle royale mode. Yeah, yeah, that's what it shipped with at first. That was weird. I remember. Yeah, and then they. Oh shit! Okay, I remember that now. <clears throat> they added that later. Do you remember watching E3 and watching the fucking Fortnite being announced? Like, what is the stupid ass game? <laughs> I vaguely do. Yep. It was announced at Xbox. Yeah. What the fuck is this Team Fortress clone? What the fuck is this? Uh, I vaguely remember that. I've lost all my memory from being an elite hacker, so... I wonder what other games that have been released right now are going to become like legendary games. I think Animal Crossing will probably be up there somewhere because... I was reading about how it sold like an insane number in its first week, something like 12 million. Mm -hmm. It's just one of those games that has a mass appeal. I don't understand. And one of the only games that has like a majority female player base. I have Animal Crossing on my 3DS. I tried it and I, I just don't understand what to do. Like, okay, I'm, I'm supposed There's to. There's nothing to like do. I'm supposed like to pay for my house, want. and okay, I paid for my house, now what? Oh, now you can decorate it. Um, okay, sure. It's, it's, I mean, it's it's supposed to be a chill life simulator. There are no goals. You, like, do what feels best. I mean, I played... Whatever you want to do, really. I played Dark Souls to chill myself. If you want to chill the whole myself. day, just... So... <clears throat> what? I played Dark Souls to chill myself down, to calm myself down. And... <laughs> I think there may or may not be something wrong with you. Have you played Dark Souls? I never enjoyed it. it. Just wasn't my thing. You must have started incorrectly, like just like me. You probably went the wrong route. Because Dark Souls is one of those games that doesn't tell you shit. Like you gotta ring two bells. No, I'm just not into that genre. That's fine. That's like fine. I enjoy combat when they're um, or when it's accompanied with like a good story, but. Oh, yeah. By itself, it's just not my thing. The story in Dark Souls, it's really good, but it's never explained to you. Like, you have to watch YouTube videos of other people's interpretations to get just, like, a vague understanding of the lore. It's very weird. Yeah, um, my roommate was super into it in Platinum Bloodborne. He was talking to me about how, about how there's, like, a lot of lore to go around with, like, not a lot of people will look into it. But when you really take the time to look it up, listen to like what the NPCs are really saying and like study it, it's really rewarding. But that just seems like a lot of fucking effort for a game that I'm not even that into. Yeah, imagine listening to NPCs. But hey, good on, good on people who get into that. I'm one of those people. Is it much different though from a game like Red Dead Redemption? That's story heavy as well, but it it is yeah i guess it's presented in a way that's more digestible yeah because 
I just think there's that interactive element that is missing from Dark Souls, in that there's just so much random shit you can go and do, and if you don't really want to, like, fight anyone, you don't get constantly accosted by enemies that can, like, one-hit you. You can just ride your horse around the wilderness and, like, chill. Um, if you really want to, you can kidnap a poor town dweller and hook him up to the back of your horse and, like, run into the river and just mess around and do shit like that, which you can't in, like, non-open-world games, especially Dark Souls. Do you prefer... Which is, like, pretty linear from... Do you prefer uh, open-world games more than linear games? Um, I would say I do, yeah, because... I mean... So, the two games that I played most recently are Last of Us 2 and Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. And I could not get through all of Last of Us 2. So, it's supposed to be about a 30-hour campaign, but I'm about 11 hours in and very close to giving up because it's just so tedious. Um, especially because I'm not that into that story, which I don't know why. I wish I was. But, like, the gameplay, it's... Well, it's because it's, Last of Us 2 is a bad game. I don't think it's a bad... I think it's a great, great game. It's just not for me. Um, the gameplay, though, it's... If you're not into the story being told, the gameplay gets stale very fast because it's just the same thing over and over again. You go into a house, you, like, kill a bunch of zombies, you get out of the house, there's a bunch of humans hunting you down, you kill them, you proceed to another shelter... And, like, the story sequence plays in. And maybe you'll have a flashback. You'll see Ellie's past. But, like, it's just the same thing over and over again. I guess you can dumb down any video game like that, really. But, I don't know. It just wasn't my thing. Ghost of Tsushima, on the other hand, like, another exclusive that came out literally, like, two weeks after Last of Us 2. It lets you explore this beautiful Japanese countryside and, like, what is it, 1000 AD, I want to say? And it's just gorgeous. If I don't feel like playing the story or like doing side missions, I'll just spend an hour riding my horse around and like exploring, which isn't something I can do in The Last of Us 2 because you're bound to certain areas and you have to do what the game tells you to do or you can't proceed. I just feel limited by not overworld games if that makes any sense. You know, I'd, I'd say it's actually the contrary for me because maybe i'm just getting old but when i'm put into a large world and i'm just told all right this is this entire fucking huge ass game you got 40 hours of content ahead of you go and i'm just i just get overwhelmed and i'm like uh no i'll i'll play this later i don't i don't care i want to play something fast quick you know something that takes my hand but not necessarily in the way that it being too easy. This is a great example. Doom Eternal and uh, Pokemon Black. These are two games that I played recently. And mm. the difference being that when I'm... Pokemon Black, that's interesting. Is, it's not an open world. Is it, though? Is Pokemon an open world game? No. I, I, it's uh, it's semi-open world because of, like... It stops you from going places. Yeah, so it's not open world. If it doesn't want you to, but... No, it's... I don't know. It's barely open world. 
you can go back to the towns that you came from and walk around, just take a breather. You can talk to NPCs, chill. I guess it's, I don't know, I guess it's an RPG, but kind of sort of open world, not well, really. I don't know. Maybe it's just not about uh, open worldness, but more of the RPG element that uh, overwhelms me. Because, okay, Doom Eternal. Hey, there are these fucking demons, go kill them. And I'm like, okay, sure, it's fast paced. Bam, 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 I de defeated the level. Okay, that's enough for me for today. Pokemon Black, like, all right, you gotta go fight this gym leader. Okay, this gym leader, he doesn't want to fight you because there's Team Plasma or whatever. They're in the town, you gotta fight 20-something Team Plasma goons. Okay, then you can fight the gym. Oh, wait, your Pokemon, they're too weak. You gotta go to the fucking grass, you gotta grind. You gotta do all this shit, and it's just... Oh, congratulations, that was the third gym. You got, like, five more ahead of you. Good luck. I'm just... I don't have time for this. You know? I prefer... Yeah, I mean, it really depends on the game. I think Pokemon as a formula is pretty tired out. It's just gym battle after gym battle and, like, random blockades, like you just said. But there are some really, really good open-world games that you don't have to spend a lot of time in either. Because if you want, you can explore but they have like a pretty well laid out story that you can just follow. So like games that don't block you from going to a certain area because you're not well leveled, which let me think of a game that does that. Oh yeah, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Although I really, really liked it. You literally could not proceed to do story missions unless you spent hours grinding, killing NPCs and doing side quests. Like, those side quests were essentially baked in and a part of the main story. Okay. And games that do that, I think, are pretty annoying because they don't respect your time. But then, you also have open-world games, and I'm gonna um, say this again, Ghost of Tsushima. It doesn't have a leveling system. Really? Yep. If you want to go kill an NPC on the other side of the island, you're more than welcome to. The way it works is you pick up skills as you go. Like... You start off with, just as an example, the ability to parry. But eventually you learn how to parry and like insta-kill enemies if you time it right. And like, there's no skill trees, there's no leveling, nothing like that. It's just that's learning better skills and like becoming better at combat. And that's all there is to it. it you can go to the, whatever the you want. The funny thing happened to it's, me. It's uh, a great game. I, would I actually it. thought Ghost of Tsushima and Sekiro Shadows Die Twice were the same game. Uh, I honestly did. I'm not bullshitting you. And I finished actually Sekiro Shadows. Did you? Yes. I love that game. Isn't it um, a Souls-like? It is. It is by From Software. It's uh, from the same developers as Dark Souls. But it plays differently. That's what I would say. Yeah. Uh, it has a pairing system as well well and yeah it's actually interesting because a lot of people who were used to dark souls they fucking sucked at uh at sekiro and a lot of bad reviews of sekiro's combat came from prof like not professional but long time really? dark souls players because of the playstyle was just so different it had a different emphasis on combat it had more of an emphasis on parrying and blocking rather than dodging, like in Dark Souls, and that just fucked up.
the muscle memory of everybody. But I actually, my first Souls game was Sekiro. And I finished it, I completed it. And it was difficult at some parts, but not overwhelmingly difficult. However, then a couple of years later, I played uh, Dark Souls 1. And didn't Sekiro come out like less than a year ago? Yeah. No, I think it's 2018. No, 2018. Let me Google no this. Way. Let me Google this. Sekiro. 2019. 22nd March 2019. You're fucking kidding me. Oh my god. Came out last year. Dude, this. This fucking quarantine. Yeah, it feels like a whole year. It, it does, though. It really does. Um, yeah, uh, I started playing Dark Souls 1 like about a year after I finished Sekiro. I tried it right after I finished Sekiro because I was just so hungry. I got addicted to the playstyle. I was like, oh yeah, I gotta try Dark Souls 1. And mm -hmm. what the fuck is this? Why am I so slow? Why can't I block attacks? This is fucking stupid. <laughs> it's retarded. And I had to rebuild. I guess I can see how that can be rewarding because get better. Uh, you're probably like complete shit when you start out dying and then eventually you're better and you're killing people. The, the feeling... Was that how you felt about it? When you fight like a boss that you were struggling with for days, like literally days, and then you finally beat him, mm. it, it, it's so rewarding. You don't need any fucking loot after it or something or some items. Just the fact that you defeated this enemy, it's so rewarding, and I haven't seen any other game in my lifetime replicate this. I don't even know a game where I would be stuck at the same boss for days and not give up. Like, if this was any other game if, like, from any other developer, like, let's say if, mm. if fucking uh, who's Rockstar made, like, a Grand Theft Auto Souls-like game <laughs> with a very difficult final boss. Or no, there actually is a great... Uh, have you played Vice City? You remember the... F the I have, yeah. I haven't, like, played it all the way through, but I had dick around it. Remember the helicopter missions? Nope, I didn't do any of the missions. Oh, I did, because I finished my games. Now, <laughs> I... <laughs> there are these RC helicopter missions which are impossible on a keyboard and mouse because of how bad the port was. And you can't fucking control this helicopter with your fucking keyboard and mouse because you gotta press on the numpad and like the mouse and WASD at the same time in order to control it. So you need basically three hands for it. It's fucking retarded. And I was actually replaying Vice City recently from the beginning and I got to this mission and after like a, about an hour of struggling, I was like, no, fuck this. Fuck this. I'm not doing this. This isn't worth it. I already defeated the game. I don't care. Mm. Dark Souls, though. I could be stuck at a yeah. fucking boss. I'm still stuck at this Fume Knight boss. <clears throat> Dark Souls 2. I already finished one. I'm still stuck at it. I've already completed the game. This is an optional boss. This isn't a boss that is integral in order for story progression to happen. Like, this is a fucking optional boss you don't have to fight. Like, I've already completed... The, but you're still going yeah, at it. Yeah, I've already completed the game. I should be playing Dark Souls 3 now. <laughs> but I'm 
I've been spending the past two days on this optional fucking boss. Like, there's something to, That's there's funny. something to this game that uh, can't be put in words. Yeah, I mean, if you enjoyed it, nothing like. Like at first, I didn't enjoy it. I guess it's like a relationship, you know. Uh, you don't enjoy it at first, but then you become addicted to it. No, that's a terrible analogy. Yeah, tell me about it. Anyways. Um, speaking of things that are rewarding, I think one of the most rewarding experiences I've ever had in a video game was when I finished my first ever Pokemon game and just seeing um, the whole, like, professor coming in the Pokemon League thing was super satisfying and beating it, I don't know why. Like, especially as a kid, you, like, build up the Pokemon League because of the anime, and then beating it in a video game just felt super fucking good. Mm, that's... I don't know if you had that same experience um, or not, but... Pokemon Yellow was one of my first games, and, yeah. Really enjoyed that. My first Pokemon was uh, Fire Red, and I still haven't defeated the Elite Four on it. Um... <laughs> Okay, Mr. I finished my games. <laughs> no, I finished every other Pokemon game I played. I finished, I think the first one that I 100%ed, like, was Platinum. Just fucking how great. Did you, does that mean you got the Pokedex? Uh, no, but I completed all the missions and fought, fought every single trainer I could. You didn't really 100% of them. I can't 100% Platinum. Because you need trading, and who the fuck am I supposed to trade with Pokemon in Ukraine? Oh wait, it had the Wi-Fi trading. Damn it. Fuck. I forgot about yep, that. Yeah, oh, at the time I didn't have a Wi-Fi router. And by the time I actually got one in my house, because I had to go to somebody else's house to fucking trade Pokemon, I remember that. Uh, by the time I did that, like, Pokemon was dead, I think. Pokemon Platinum was because Black and White came out and I didn't have those. But yeah, uh, so what was I saying? I was trying to complete it again, Pokemon Red, recently. Somebody fucking deleted my save. I don't know who. But I uh, had to restart again and I'm just. I don't have. That's I just don't have the time or the will. I mean, to be, to be fair, Kanto is pretty boring especially for like the third time i was playing um let's go recently and i just couldn't get through it either come on let's go fucking just for children like literally you don't even have to fight pokemon to catch them it, it wasn't that bad yeah you do well not to capture them but i mean you could fight them it's an easy mode game it wasn't that bad i i enjoyed like how it, it looks looked. better than sun and moon in my opinion it, it looks better than Sword oh, yeah, yeah, Shield, that's in my I opinion. Yeah. Like, actually. That's kind of sad. It is. What the fuck were they thinking with Sword and Shield? Have they seen Breath of the Wild? What the fuck were they thinking? Yeah. Yeah, that's like a comparison that gets drawn a lot, and I think it's completely fair. Because, like, in theory, they could be games that are very similar in caliber and scale. But they just completely fucked like it Pokemon up. Pokemon Black is a great example of how they maxed out basically the, the Nintendo DS to its max capacity. Like the blending of 2D sprites and 3D assets in that game is phenomenal. 
really. They really pushed out the, mat, the yeah. most out of that system. People thought, okay. But I mean, there's, there's like an upper ceiling to how hard making games on the DS is because you can't like graphically push it beyond a certain point. The fidelity just isn't there. And on the Switch, the ceiling is much, much higher. I think Game Freak just hit their ceiling like developing for the DS and then when they came to the Switch, shit hit the fan because they weren't common enough. Like, and I mean, you, you saw it on the 3DS too. Like, they couldn't like hold even 30 FPS on, or no, um, what was the frame rate in battles? I forget, 60? Whatever it was, it would like drop a lot. I haven't actually on, got um, to the 3DS games yet. I'm going to finish Black and uh, Black 2 first because I want to get the story you know, right. I've got to understand. Sun, sun and Moon would drop frame rate like crazy. And they couldn't even like get battles to be 3D anymore. Wait, what? Or no, battles were 3D. The overworld wasn't what does 3D. That mean? You couldn't turn on 3D mode in the overworld? Oh. Yep. Yep. The... You couldn't. Okay. Yeah. Because Game Freak fucking sucks up with that idea. Oh, wow. That's sad. That's sad. Um, yeah. Yep. Absolutely sad. But, you know, we're actually uh, talking about sad. We're actually almost going to hit the hour mark here. So, um, yeah, I think this is a good time to end this interview. So, any lasting remarks about the hacking scene? Any tips and tricks you could tell to, you know, upcoming hackers who are in the scene? You know, any advice you could give them? Yeah, absolutely. I think now is a very good time to learn because everyone's in quarantine and there's masks available like everywhere. So if you need to like rob a store to procure your supplies, you can. If you need to kill someone to like put in your PS3, you can. You know, if you just need to be anonymous, you can because if the FBI knocks on your door, and comes to arrest you, you just put your mask on and then pretend you don't know what they're talking about. And they can't ask you to take it off, otherwise they'll get COVID. So they can't verify your identity and they can't arrest you. So now's a great fucking time. You're basically immune to the FBI, the CIA, and even Putin, in a way. Wow, thank you so much, uh, Zorwa, for uh, those words. That was Zorwa, the elite hacker who hacked everything. Uh, thank you all for listening to the EOF cast interviewed and thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank, thank you for uh, joining and uh, yeah. Good night. Good night. Joe Biden and I approve this message.